We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Foreigner brings classic rock to Baltimore's MECU Pavilion on Saturday night. I spoke with bass player Jeff Pilsen about the band's biggest hits, from Cold as Ice to Jukebox Hero to I Want to Know What Love Is. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Well, thank you. Great to be here. Um, where does this fall uh, on, on the COVID run here? It's been a, a crazy, what, 18 months or something here for everybody in this industry. But uh, when did you guys start getting back out there? We started playing at the end of May. Uh, so we've been, you know, off and on since the end of May. Um, so where does that come in the uh, timeline? Good question. <laughs> now you're requiring <laughs> brain cell material. Um, right. Yeah, uh, it's somewhere in there. <laughs> No, no worries, no worries. But if uh, you know, if our listeners turn out to see this, um, you know, Foreigner has so many hits. Are they going to hear all the hits from yesteryear, or is there any new stuff you guys are adding in, or what? What can we expect? Like set was the thing about Foreigner is we have sixteen top thirty songs. So uh, doing our set list is like cheating because we have so many <laughs> songs that the audience knows. So yeah, you're going to know just about every song on that set list. Um, and you know, that's one of the comments we get most often is like, wow, I forgot how many foreigner songs I knew. Um, and that is, like I say, that's a very common thing. Um, we, uh, we do, we have a lot of popular songs and it's great and it makes for a fabulous evening. Awesome. Well, I I can imagine. Um, well, I want to get into some of those songs in a minute, but first, if you can, um, Take me back to, you know, I mean, I know you joined the band in what, like 2014 or something, but I'm sure you've, you've heard this. <laughs> what, what was it? 2004? 2004. Oh, you've been there for a while now, almost 20 years. Um, well, but I, anyway, take if you, I know you've, I'm sure you've heard the story just through the other guys, but um, it, 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 remind our listeners how the band originally formed. It, was it in New York City, like in, in like the mid 70s? It was in New York City in, yeah, it formed in 1976. Um, basically, Mick Jones was living in New York, um, and Mick Jones, of course, is the leader and founder of the band. Um, so he was in New York. He uh, met up with uh, Ian McDonald, who uh, had been in, who was a, a fellow Brit, but also living in New York. Um, and, uh, you know, Ian had been in the band King Crimson. He was an integral part of that band. And, and Mick and he had a, a concept that they decided to follow through with. Um, they found another Brit in drummer Dennis Elliott. Um, and then they joined up with three Americans, with uh, Lou Graham, Al Greenwood, and Ed Gagliardi, all, all being American. Uh, so, that, so hence the name Foreigner, because, because they were from two different countries. Wherever they went, somebody in the band was a foreigner. Um, anyway, and uh, yeah, that was mid seventies. They got together. Um, the chemistry was immediate, and you know the the su- success of the band was practically overnight. Um, 
and immediate as well. So, uh, you know, it just, it got off to a great start. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, no kidding. You're saying that, you know, that the success was pretty immediate and overnight. And, and that's true because their first album, that self-titled one foreigner in, I think 1977, well, it doesn't get much bigger than that for a first, <laughs> for a first album yeah. out, of, out of the gate. Tell me about, obviously they had a couple big hits, but I want to take them one at a time, but feels like the first time, Hey, a great, a great first uh, <laughs> breakthrough song. feels like the first time. Um, but talk about why you think that that song, why do you think that works so well? Well, uh, you know, listen, it's a great song and it's still, holds up i in my personal opinion even before i was in foreigner is that was always one of the greatest first singles ever from a rock band because it's just it's so powerful it's it's not only a great message but it's just an instantly memorable and lovable chorus you know who doesn't want to sing that song um and who doesn't relate to that song so um yeah i mean just Still to this day, I still get goosebumps every time we get into that first chorus of that song. It feels like the first time. That always gets me off. So, yeah, the power of that song will live on. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so singable. Along, the audience will be singing it with you. And then that same album also had Cold as Ice. Man, talk about that. I mean, that was, um, you know, one of those. It's a great song in terms of like, I feel like you could be walking down the street nowadays and no matter who they are what age they are if you walk up to someone and say you're as cold as i i, I guarantee you they'll say willing to sacrifice it's like yeah. well, it's so ubiquitous but why do you think that one worked um again just great melody great i mean it's catchy and in, in so many ways i mean that piano intro right there most you know as soon as we go blank 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 you know people start People, people know right the song right away. When you can identify a song from a couple of piano notes, you know you're off to a good start. Um, and it's just, it is once again great melody, great recording. It was a, it was a timeless recording that still sounds amazing today. Um, and you know, Mick and Lou, you know, Mick in particular is just a gifted songwriter. Um, and Mick and Lou together were just a powerhouse songwriting team. And they wrote classics. And let's let's just let's face it. It all boils down to the material, the strength of the material, and the material is A plus. A plus plus plus. I and I I, I love that you mentioned that and actually sang because that's gonna be a good soundbite for me. Thank you, sir. That opening. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Well, every time I hear that, be, I mean, maybe just because what the title of the song is, it almost reminds me of like maybe like freezing rain hitting and becoming cold as ice. Dun, dun, dun. I I don't know. I always have that visual in my head. But it's a great song. All right, and then the the second album, aptly titled Double Vision, for a second album, pretty cool mm -hmm. there. Um. Talk about that 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 title song that feel my eyes. I mean, it's it's kind of hypnotic in a way. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny is uh, that song was inspired by Mick and Lou had gone to see um, a New York uh, hockey game, and um, somebody got hit with a puck, I believe, and uh, the the um, the announcer said, "Oh, it looks like he might have double vision." And Mick and Lou kind of looked at each other and like, "Good song title." So they left the game, wrote the song, boom, there you have it. Great, great story. Now, a different kind of cold as ice here, the hockey rink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, wait, what was it? You said New York. What Was it Rangers, Islanders? What Do you remember? No, I think it was Rangers. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. I'll look it up, but that's a great story. And then, of course, that Double Vision album also had um, Hot Blooded, which is one of your guys' coolest, um, let's say, like, more of up upbeat tune. Um, but, yeah, any any stories about the recording of that that's been passed down to you over the years? Um, on Hot Blooded, uh, no, no stories about the recording, really, other than um, 
or just they, why you think they, it works so well, you know? Well, I mean, once again, I mean, who can't sing it and who, you know, it, again, you, I, you know, blam, 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 you know what song that is right away. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just great, great writing. Those guys made great records with great songs. And that is what stands the test of time. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For sure, but the band wasn't done yet. That third album, Head Games, I mean, it featured Dirty White Boy, but uh, the one I want you to tell me about is the title one, Head Games. I mean, again, an imminently um, catchy, That you hear that, once that chorus hits, it, it, it will play Head Games. It will be stuck in your head. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I, again, just great great writing. I mean, you, know, you notice there's a theme here. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, people, I think people all relate to, you know, things that you know turn into head games you know i mean i think we all relate to that um and it's just a it's just a great a great relatable uh message on a very powerful great rock song absolutely and then the fourth album i love that they called it four i mean i i always thought that was kind of cool when it would be like you know led zeppelin four chicago 18 i love when it's just the number but for you it was just called four um tell me about urgent i mean that one is uh i guess feel like that what do you call it the beat or the i guess the melody of that is 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 very catchy right well um i know that that one uh you know mick wrote that one and and it was basically Mutt Lang, who was a huge producer at the time and was producing the Foreigner 4 record, um, you know, he asked Mick, he said, give me tapes of all your stuff, just everything. And um, so Mutt was going through it and there was a tape where Mick was just playing different ideas and, you know, in there was, you know, that intro to Urgent. And Mutt said, that's great. Need to make a song out of that. So he did and he thought, well, what does this sound like? Uh, I guess it was urgent that he had to write the song. So there you go. Gave him his title, gave him his song, and off and running. Thanks so much for humming these. This is gold. Like, I feel like we, we <laughs> you guys could just leave the instruments at home and you could get on stage and just... Mm -mm, uh -uh. <laughs> Yes, yes. I love it. Well, that same album for um, also in addition to Urgent, he also had which might be arguably one of my favorites. It's, it makes you smile when you see the title is Jukebox Hero and the Stars in His Eyes. Um, talk yeah. about talk about that and um, that that refrain of one guitar. Why do you think that's such an anthem? Is, is it just sort of that 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 sort of idea of I don't know, Bad Company, Shooting Star, Alan Jackson, Jason, that Neon Rainbow? It's it's that it's that concept of like so he's gonna make it one day, right? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's it's and and you know it was inspired by a true story. Um, they were uh, Mick Mick and uh, the band were pulling up to a gig. I believe it was in Cincinnati. We've tried to kind of research this over the years. Um, they think it was Cincinnati. It was raining. 
a, a fan was standing by the backstage door um, in the rain and uh, couldn't, you know, and when the band was walking in, they said, well, what's up, man? And he said, well, I can't get into the show. So Mick invited him in and let him watch the show from the side of the stage. And uh, it kind of inspired the song. And that was a great thing. It's just such a great one. One guitar can change yeah. the world. <laughs> um, and then one to end this, but I have another call coming in one minute. So I'm. Oh my to... gosh. Do you, can you really quickly waiting for a girl like you? And I want to know what love is talk about how the band sort of pivot into sort of like more ballads real quick. Sure. Well, you know, waiting for a girl like you um, was, it was a very magical song. Um, uh, apparently on the vocal take, um, Lou went in to sing it and, and it's, very most of the uh most of what you hear on the finished vocal was his first take of just going in there because what happened was he started to sing and apparently a girl wandered into the control room while he was singing this song and just stood there and apparently she was quite striking um and uh so he kind of sang the song to her by the end of the song, she she had left the control room. Nobody and nobody ever knew who she was, where she came from, or what what was the deal, why she was there. Uh, but she inspired, you know, one of the greatest vocal performances ever. Absolutely. And, and there you go. Uh, as far as I want to know, um, I know that it was a song that Mick had. Um, you know, he uh, he wrote it, I believe, one morning. Um, you know, he, he had this drum machine and he started playing around and, and the beat at the beginning, he kind of set up in the drum machine and he just started playing and all of a sudden it, the whole thing kind of came to him and he ran in and and uh, and told his wife at the time, who's still his wife, actually, Anne, uh, and he told her, I, I wrote this song, it's called I Want to Know What Love Is. And she goes, well, you should know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Anyways, Jason, I sure appreciate this, man. It's been great, and and I, I thank you so much. And we will talk again very, very soon. Absolutely, everyone. Check out Foreigner sat this Saturday, MECU Pavilion, Baltimore. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. Take care. Bye, bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.